Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. If you want more shows on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member. With your membership, you get extra shows every Thursday, plus Tuesday shows are ad-free and access to all the overtime content. So if that interests you, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. Also, friends, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. There you can get yourself emergency supply food that will last 25 years on the shelf, and I doubt you're going to have to wait 25 years to use it. Not trying to be doom and gloom, just being honest. If that interests you, go ahead, check it out, preparewiththeconfessionals.com. Also, friends, you want to come join me on the spirits are in tour at the Shanley Hotel. We are taking a bus trip to New York on July 1st through the 2nd to the Shanley Hotel. We're spending a night there. It is a very haunted location. So haunted, they make you sign a waiver so that you don't sue them after being scared to death. If you want to come on this trip with me to the Shanley Hotel and visit all the haunted locations up and on the way back, you definitely want to contact Creed and Jen at Educated Wanderer. Email them, travelgrouptours at AOL.com. Call them at 973-513-9001 or check out their website, educatedwanderer.com. And if you're in the Tennessee area, within your five-hour drive, to be honest with you, you want to check out the first annual Dogman slash Cryptid Conference. I will be there, plus tons of other speakers. It is going to be hosted by Ken Gearhart. You also have Josh Turner, Kumbo Baker, Nick Redfern, all these great guests, Jody Cook. I'm telling you guys, you don't want to miss it. This is going to be a heater of a conference right there in Paris, Tennessee on August 13th. Get your tickets on the link in the description of this episode so that you don't miss out on this first time one of a kind conference with yours truly there in attendance. All right, guys, listen, we have Steve coming on the show today. Steve and Steve, he doesn't care what I call him. This was just a fun, good conversation. Him and I talked for almost an hour before we hit record. I just really enjoyed the conversation with him. We hit all over the map with his experiences. He shares a lot of stories today and you're going to hear it right here. So let's get to Steve right now. Also, I'm going to say... Oh. No, go ahead. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Go ahead. I was going to say, I like your background. I meant to oh. say that earlier. <laughs> I'm just going to let it keep rolling here. <laughs> That's a great way to open the interview. <laughs> we, we, we literally sat here for almost 50 minutes talking, and we're about to start the interview. I'm literally about to say, okay. And he's like, also, by the way, I like your background. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. Well, anybody listening right now can tune in and watch a YouTube video. You can see what he's talking about. But not this video, because we're not doing it on video right now. Uh, because Steve... Man, it's all right if I call you Steve or you want to call Steven. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Just don't call me out my name. Steve is beautiful. I got you, man. Uh, Steven, man, listen, you are at work right now in your work van, and you emailed us a while ago about some of these experiences you had as a kid. Now, you shared the first one you're going to share with us today in the email. Everything else, uh, you said you didn't feel like writing a book. So uh, let's start off with this first experience where you had... You called it like a shadow figure in the email, but it sounded almost like a hat man because it was wearing a hat. But then things happened and your dad and then your brother. So what? tell us this whole story, man, about what's going on. Okay, so the thinking back on my time, my paranormal experience actually really started as an infant after hearing stories from my parents, mainly my mother. Um, I had a family member I don't want to disclose. But um, he tried to kill me as a baby, saying that the voices were telling him that I wasn't worthy enough and I needed to be destroyed before I became, you know, a man. And through that time, the circumstances, I had to stay with with that family member and my other family member that they married. So it's uh, I would just say my grandparents. So, um, they had to really watch because at the time my mom and my dad had to work, so they couldn't really be there to watch me during the week. So they had to constantly check in on me with my grandmother to make sure my grandfather wouldn't, uh, harm me. Um, time went on and everything got better. Um, but as since a kid, I, I always I remember I always had a like an imaginary friend that actually would like talk to me in my head. I would play with I don't, I don't remember what it looked like. I just I would play with it and he would talk to me or it would talk to me. Um, and then when I was four years old, I never forget this at the supermarket with my grandmother in Brooklyn, New York. We're done. She leaves me at the cash register because she forgot something in the produce aisle. So she says, I'll be right back. Do not move. Mind you, I'm in the, the shopping cart. I can't move. So when she walks away, I'm watching her. This man in like a black hoodie, all black. Couldn't really see his face because he had like a mask on, but I couldn't see his eyes neither. He walks up on me. He goes, you want to go for a ride? I go, huh? He goes, you want to go for a ride? I said, yeah, sure. A voice in my head said, hold on. Talk to your grandmother first. So I said, Grandma, he wants to take me for a ride. And he said, no, 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 no. And as he's saying that, he's pulling me out. She turns around, sees, runs over to me. The, the, the guy ran, runs out the supermarket and then disappears. And my grandmother's holding me. And I never forget the voice telling me, no, talk to your grandmother first. And after that, it's just been just, you know, as a kid, you know, you think, you know, you have imaginary friend because I was the baby. I had two older brothers. One is really my cousin, but he was raised like my brother. And I have my actual biological brother, but I was the baby. They're six and five years older than me. So I was always by myself. So the imaginary friend, in a sense, was my comfort and my actual friend. Other than when I got older and I got closer with my cousins, but that's besides the point. So um, now leading up until the, the more like physical of seeing uh uh like the spiritual side um i'm at my mom and dad's house in the bronx and um in that house i always even like after speaking with my brother after this experience like he used to he told me straight up like i've always seen and heard things in the house because he was older like i said you know he stayed home he come home from school he home by himself until we get home around six o'clock in the evening so he's home from two to six and he's saying you know he hears things all the time so long story short we um i'm home on a friday by myself typically my mom usually uh she lets me watch tv until i fall asleep roughly around like 12 12 30 in the morning and you know sometimes when you be in your sleep you can hear what's going on but you be sleep so i never forget she went in a room closed the door turned the tv off I'm asleep. 
I want to say roughly around, I don't know what time it was because it was still dark, but it had to be like anywhere between two o'clock to four o'clock in the morning because it wasn't, I didn't see no sunlight yet. Um, I just, I had this crazy dream where these people were chasing me in this, like this house type and it was flames everywhere. And the, this voice just kept saying, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And I could, I could just feel the presence getting closer and closer. So when I felt like it was about to reach and grab me, I just jumped up out my sleep and I'm sweating, but I'm facing the wall. So I'm jump, I jump up, get out of my sleep and panning. I happen to turn and I see the TV on, see the light from the TV. When I finally like am up, never forget this. This is why Yogi Bear scars me to this day. Turn over. I see the TV. Yogi Bear's on. To the right of the TV is my bedroom door. That's wide open. Now, my my mom keeps, to this day, she keeps nightlights in her house. So she has to walk through the house. She doesn't need to turn the light on. The nightlights light up enough where you can see. So through the nightlights, I see a full body figure standing next to the refrigerator, right smack dab in the middle of my doorway. So the way the apartment was set up is, when you walk through the uh, front door, straight ahead was the bathroom. You make a left is the kitchen. You go through the kitchen is our room, me and my brother's room. You go to the right is the living room. You go through the living room is my mom and dad's room. So I'm all on the far end of the house, all the way to the left. And I see this figure. I immediately say, mom, dad, no response from this figure. I just scream out, dad, there's a man in my room. He finally wakes up and my mom was like, what? I was like, there's a man in my room. He's just standing here. And my mom was like, Michael, go get him. Go get him. And my dad's like, there's no man in your room. I'm like, dad, I'm watching him. He's just standing here. He's like, come to me. As soon as he said, come to me, like me and my dad was tight. So if he told me to do something, I'm going to do it. So as soon as he said, come to me, it was say no more. I jumped up out of bed. Took a deep breath, all in that one mo, like all in that one motion, and just ran. And my mom, she kept the washing machines, which were stayed in our room behind the bedroom door. That night, she was washing laundry. She always does laundry on a Friday night. Kept the washing machines in the in the kitchen. I run through the through the silhouette and hit the dryer hard, boom, because I'm expecting to hit somebody. So if I hit them, my dad hit a commotion. My dad come running after me. Run through it, hit the washing machine. As soon as I hit the washing machine, I just shook it off, booked it around the, the uh, I mean, the dryer, I booked it around the washing machine. But as I'm going through the doorway through the, uh, to go through the wall hallway to get to the living room, I turn and I see the silhouette still standing there. I run in through the living room, get my mom and dad's room. I'm telling my mom, I'm telling my dad, I'm, I'm shaking. My dad's like, there's no, nobody in there in your room. You just had a nightmare. You just had a nightmare. I'm like, just go check, please, 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 please. So he goes, he goes, check. My mom's asking me what's going on. I'm telling her I had a nightmare. I woke up. I seen this man in my room and I, I, I didn't know what to do. So my dad comes back. He's like, I ain't seen nothing. He was like, you just had a nightmare. So they asked me, what, 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 what were you seeing in your nightmare? So me as a kid, I don't know why I said this to this day, but I said the alphabet people were chasing me. Don't know where this came from, but I'm like, I, that's what I blurted out. I was just so shook. I was so scared. My dad laughed at me. He's like, the alphabet people? I'm like, I, 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 I'm I, telling you. I'm telling you. My mom just held me. She was like, I believe you. Because I was shaking. So she laid me down. My dad lays down. They go back to sleep. I'm wide awake now. So as I'm laying there, an hour goes by. And I'm looking around the bedroom. And it's dark. I happened to look over at my mom and dad's bed. I mean, uh, look over at my mom and dad's door. The silhouette is standing there in their doorway. I just lay back down, throw the blanket over my head. Wake up the next day. I wake up to my mom on the phone with my aunt. My dad is already gone. Um, my aunt tells me, no, next time you see something, like you see a ghost, ask them what you want. I mean, ask them what they want. Um, you know, they there for a reason. So I asked him as a kid, I'm like eight years old. I'm like, I'm not about to ask no ghost what he wants. Like what? Like he's there. He's clearly here to, to hurt me or something. Like, otherwise, why? you know, I'm not asking him what he wants. So 
throughout that whole day, I'm nervous around the house. Um, I, I didn't want to stay in my room. Um, I, I, I kind of felt a presence. Like anytime I was like in the living room, like my mom was in the kitchen and I was in the living room watching TV. I couldn't have my back to like to the doorway and like your back is to the wall, but like when like to the side is the doorway to come through. So it was like, I, I had to like sit like towards my mom and dad's room. <clears throat> and I'm lying. I had to sit like in the, in the club chair that was in the middle of the, of the, uh, of the wall. Like, so when you walk in through the walkway, the, there's a little club chair and then there's the longer chair off to the, the, to the left of that. So I sat in that chair cause my back is to the wall. So now I can see my mom and dad's room. I can see the hallway, but I can also still watch TV. So whatever, long story short, my dad, my brother comes home. He's making fun of me. Oh, the alphabet people. You seen the goals, blah, 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 laughing at me, whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. You don't believe me. It's fine. I know what I saw. So we go to bed that night. Now, I, I slept in the pullout bed, which slept, which moved closer to the door. I did not want to lay in that bed. I wanted to sleep in my brother's bed. And I'm like, please, please, please let me sleep in your bed. He's like, no, you're not sleeping in my bed. I'm like, please, please let me sleep in your bed. He's like, you're not sleeping in my bed. I don't care. So I slept in between his bed and my bed. So it was like, I slept like somewhere where the bed wouldn't get slid out and I fall in between them. So now... I want to say this had to be around like five o'clock in the morning because we it was a little bit of daylight coming through the kitchen window. I wake up, same situation, except the TV's off, door wide open, figures just standing there. I jump out my bed over my brother, wake him up. He looks dead at it. Like, I told you, I told you. He's like, calm down, calm down. He's like, mom, no response. Dad, no response. Throws a blanket over us. He's like, we can't stay under here. We can't stay under here. Takes it off maybe like 10 seconds later, not even. Figure gone. Like completely gone. Then um, fast forward time, maybe I want to say like a few days later, my, that's when my brother started telling me, oh, I, I, I did see, I, I, I do feel like there's a presence in here. I, I, I've seen things like not move, but I've seen things like I, I put something down on the coffee table. And it'll be moved to the other side of the coffee table, or I'm walking in the hallway to come to the to our bedroom or the kitchen. And I feel like there's somebody walking behind me. Um, so once he starts breaking this down to me, so I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy, and you've seen it. I'll never forget this other time. We in the in our bedroom on a Saturday morning. Um, we had Sega Genesis at the time, and he was up before me, and he was actually playing it. So I finally wake up and he's like, yeah, you know, I had a crazy dream last night. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I had a dream about it. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. And it tried to get me. And, you know, he cursed because he was older than me. He's like, yeah, I whooped his ass. I was like, what? As he said that, he turned back to look at the TV. I never forget. He jumped out his chair like the chair fell back. The folding metal chairs foot fell back. He jumped over my bed and jumped in his bed and just started going crazy. I'm like, what, 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 what? He goes, yo, a white face just ran to the door, looked at me and ran. I'm like, you're lying. He's like, no, I'm not lying. And the way he acted, it wasn't no joke. Like normally if my brother's playing a joke, he'll jump and act frantic, but then he'll turn around and laugh when he sees that I'm scared. He was completely shook. We were stuck in that room until our parents got out woke up and went in the kitchen and my mom cooked breakfast. That's when we got up out of our room. Um, and then after that, you know, there was this, uh, there was this, uh, banded house up on the top of our block. So we lived on, uh, Matthews Avenue in the Bronx and this abandoned house was all boarded up. Um, remember it was like, uh, it was, it had to be a Friday night. Everyone was outside. We was all playing manhunt. And um, I happened to look over at the house. And there was a there was a figure in the window with a white face watching all of us playing. And I never forget, I made eye contact with it. And it was just watching. It looked at me, 
and they just kept watching. Like it was, it, it, it kind of looked like my mom wears those facial masks where it's all white. It kind of looked like that. And then the way it was just watching all the kids, it was like, it, it was observing all of us running up and down the block. And then I looked away and I looked back and all in a split second, it was gone. No, like the window was just like, it was just, just like, like boarded up, but it was like a kind of a, like an opening where you could see inside, just nothing there. And as far as that, that whole experience in the Bronx, we eventually moved when we moved upstate. Um, I want to say maybe within the first, like the first week, everything was good. And then after that, um, I experienced only two things in that house. One, it was like, I felt like a, a presence near my room. It was kind of in between like my room and my mom's room. So like in our house in uh Suffern, New York, um, when you come up the steps, you make a left. My room is right there. You go straight up. When you come up the steps, you go straight to my brother's room. You make a left is my room. And then you go around the banister and go down the hallway is my mom and dad's room. So uh, in that area, in my room, towards my mom's room, I, I always felt like a not a malicious presence, but a presence nevertheless. So I never really seen anything. But one time in that house, and then I told my mom, and then after that, that's when she started getting into the church and she prayed over the house and that never happened again. But I remember she told me to go upstairs and go grab something out the bathroom. Now, when I went upstairs, her door was wide open. Daytime too. My mom is very into privacy. So she always keeps blinds closed and everything. But her bedroom, when I tell you it was so dark in there, it was like, it was like midnight. And the blinds having it closed, that's how dark it was in there. It was crazy. Like my, my blinds was closed in my room, but you could still see light coming out. We had a, a skylight over above the steps. So it was light in the hallway. It's light coming out of my room. My brother has his blinds closed, but his door is open. You can still, it's a little dark, but you can still see light coming in. But my mom's room, my mom's room, it was just pitch black. I go in the bathroom. When I go in the bathroom, I hear something. But I don't pay it no mind because, you know, the pipes, they, they make noise. Sometimes the house creak, whatever, just normal. You, you hear normal, typical stuff. So I'm coming out the bathroom. I hear. Hey. I'm like. So I walk away from the room and as I'm standing and I get to the steps, and I'm standing there and I hear. Hey, Steven. I said, nope. Ran down the steps. So as I ran down the steps. I gave my mom what she gave, what she wanted. She gave me a look. She's like, what's wrong with you? I said, nothing, nothing. And then eventually I ended up telling her, like, I, I, I heard something call my name. And then she, she gave me that look like, eh. but eventually she actually went to church when she actually got to church, the same church that she's been in. She talked with a couple people. And I remember they came over and blessed the house. And then ever since then, I didn't hear or see anything in that house. Um, but I did see things outside the house at like family members house. So it was a situation where I was at my cousin's house and we in his basement and we're watching Bruce Lee, uh, return uh, into the dragon. Never forget. We watching it and you know, we're doing the, the Kung Fu moves all of a sudden the power goes out. Boom. Power goes out. <laughs> I pushed him to the floor because I figured, let me get up the steps before he do. <laughs> so I get upstairs. So we all upstairs. His mom and dad's in the living room. They, my, his dad got a flashlight. So he's like, what's going on? He, we look out the window. Everybody's power's out. So we like, oh. So we run back downstairs. And uh, when we go back downstairs, we go towards the back of his basement where the sliding door is. And we go to look outside to see, like, what's going on outside. I'll never forget. We had a flashlight. It was this weird. I don't even know what the, it looked like a dog, but it wasn't a dog. You know, those dogs that look like a shag dog, like a shaggy dog, but it's skinny. Uh, um, Like, uh, I don't know like the, a sheep dog? Kind of like a sheep dog, but a skinny dog. Okay. But. Its feet 
were like backwards. And I, I never forget it. And I, I still, to this day, I even asked my cousin, like, you remember that? He like, yeah, the thing was coming down. Cause he lives in the, he used to live in uh Peekskill. So Peekskill, New York. So where he lived, he lived like on the hill. So the, the dog looking thing was coming down the hill and walked like past the, the the sliding door and looked directly at us and just kept it moving. And there was no other way of us seeing it on the side of the house unless we ran upstairs to check. We run upstairs, look out the window. Now it can go, but so many places it can either go down the little hill to his neighbor's house off to the right, or it can go towards the driveway and go down the driveway and go towards his neighbor's house across the street or somewhere within the within the area within the street area we would be able to see it unless it ran off and we didn't see nothing at all put the flashlight out we didn't see nothing and the and the pace that the the animal or the thing was was walking at it was a very like uh like a very calm slow pace like it was like trotting kind of so it was like for it to run in that short amount of time we would still be able to see something. Never seen nothing after that. After seeing it walk down the hill, never seen it. Um, then uh, going towards Camp Eureka Day. So there, there's this abandoned mansion at this old camp that we used to uh, go to. And they, uh, the camp we used to go to is called Camp Eureka. It's in upstate New York. I, I forget what part of upstate New York. Um, I can ask my dad, but that's uh, uh, that's for another time. But there's this abandoned mansion where supposedly this woman who lived there, her husband, um, well, fiance, uh, went off to the war and ended up dying, and then shortly after, she um, her daughter died, and then her son died. So. With her dealing with all this, you know, death, um, she ended up taking her life. So the story is the lady in white roams the property crying, looking for her her deceased fiance and her kids. Um, so we go to this place when they had when they used to go to Camp Eureka a lot. Um we used to go there at night and the 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 um my cousin who used to run the 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 camp. She used to take all the campers out there and, you know, play tricks. So we go up there. Oh, you see a lady in white. And we all run back towards the cabins. But me and a couple of kids, we went up there by ourselves. Um, and it was towards the evening time. And we actually went in the house. Um, when we went in the house, everything was pretty much the, like it was. But, you know, garbage everywhere, you know, dirt, whatever. Um i never forget. It's funny because my grandmother still has this picture in her house to this day. When I get a hold of it, I'm going to send you the picture. I felt a presence in this area. And I said, oh, the lady in white's over here. Let me go. Let me let me let me uh say what's up to my boo. And my cousin took a picture and I have like my arm like I like I have my arm around her. And you see me in the picture. My grandmother said, I don't know why she has this picture. And I put my arm like around her, but I, I swear I felt a presence around that area. So that's the only reason why I did it. So in the picture, you're saying it looks like you have your arm around the lady in white. It look if you look close into it, like if you look towards the bottom, you can see like a I, I, I want to say like a mist, but like a kind of like a smoky looking thing. Like you'll see like. In the picture, you'll see like a, a, a bright flash towards my left side. And then underneath my right side, you'll see like a smoky. And that's where I have my arm up like this. And uh, yeah, my grandmother still has that picture to this day in her in her apartment. See, you play around and you, you still have <laughs> kids. These kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your grandma's uh, thinking, you know? That's what she's that's why she has the picture. These kids, these days are crazy. <laughs> okay, let's talk to you about our sponsor for today, which is HelloFresh. 
Hello Good Food. We love them. Say it with me. Hello Fresh. Listen, Hello Fresh now has 30 dinner recipes to choose from from any given week right there on your phone app or on the website. Everything's so convenient with this company. They have the app. They have the website. You can change your order. You can change your plan. It's all right there on the app, plus the variety with these dinners. Like I said, 30 dinner recipes to choose from every single week. That's an amazing, foolproof, step-by-step recipe kind of instruction deal. Listen, I was posting some pictures on my social of my dinners when I got to Tennessee. My one friend's like, yo, let your wife straight up started cooking some serious food down there. I said, bro, that was hello fresh, my man. Like my wife can cook, right? She can cook real good. But then she brings in the hello fresh and it's just on another level. And you guys can have that other level as well because hello fresh got you covered. Go to hellofresh.com slash confessional 16 and use code confessional 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's hellofresh.com slash confessionals and use code confessional 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. And that is what you get with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit company. Leading into my adulthood, like, cause even to this day, like, if I feel like, if I feel the presence, like, I, you know, most people, you know, you feel that that presence of being watched, like you, you, your hair stick up on your back of your neck, like me. I, if I feel like there's a presence around me, I, I know it's there, but I don't want to show it, no fear or no emotion. So I like, I just like do certain things. I'll act silly, or I'll just act like I don't care but I can feel the presence, whichever side it is on me. I can feel it. Even though I physically can't see nothing since I, I, since I was a kid, I can feel it, but I just pay it no mind. Um, so, uh, as a recently, uh, as far as paranormal goes, um, um, my son, he's eight now, but I never forget when we, when we lived in, uh, Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, he was an only child up until 2019, but he was in his room and he, when I tell you, he let out this blood curdling scream. Like I've never heard my son scream like this ever. We jump up out of bed. We run in his room and it's pitch black in there because we didn't leave the TV on. He's shaking and like, we can't get him to tell us what is going on. So my fiance, she's just like, He's not sleeping in there. He's sleeping with us. I don't know what, what happened. He won't say nothing, but he's just screaming and shaking. And that all brought back memories about what I seen as a kid. And it was like, like ever since then, I, I, I like, I'm I like more on top of my son. So like when he tells me certain things, cause he, he's into paranormal at eight years old, he's into paranormal. He loves watching paranormal adventures. Um, not paranormal. Um, what was the show? Um, I can't think of the name of the show now. Ghost Adventures? No, not Ghost Adventures. There's another show. Uh, Paranormal Court on Camera. That's it. Oh, Paranormal okay. Court on Camera. He loves that show. And he's always watching like scary things. I mean, I guess it's the Scorpio. He, he was born three days before Halloween. But Oh, okay. I'm the 23rd. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, you're the same day as my niece. Okay. And there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I guess it's, I guess it's like the Scorpio thing, but he loves just scary things. But like sometimes like, you know, I don't want him to feel like he's the weirdo or whatever. So he'll like he'll say things like I never forget. He said to he said to me uh, three weeks ago, which which really scared me, which had my mind racing. He said. um, Because he was outside, we told him to go throw the garbage out. And he was just taking so long. I'm like, what are you taking this long for? So I go outside. I'm like, what are you? He goes, this kid was in my face. I'm like, what do you mean this kid was in your face? He goes, this kid was in my face. I'm like, what was he doing? He was like, he was just wearing like this black shirt. And like, he kept walking up to me in my face and he got like really close. And then he just said, someone's going to die. I'm like, what? I'm like, stop playing. He's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I swear. I swear. I'm like, you didn't see nothing. He's like, I, I, I did. I did. I'm like, well, our neighbor was outside. And if he'd have seen somebody walking up on you like that, he would, 
one say something or you know call me. He would have just let somebody, some random person he's never seen, just walk up on you like that. He's like, but but he couldn't see him. No no nobody could see him. Only I could see him. And I'm like, so his mom hears it, and she goes, she goes, uh, you capping? I'm like, and I'm like. Uh, like, come on now, like, stop playing. He's like, no, I'm serious, Dad. I'm serious. I'm like, don't lie like that. Like, like that's nothing to, to, to joke around like that. Like, if you're if you're really seeing things like that, like, let me know. Like, we can we can get you help. Like, I don't want you to be seeing these things. He goes, oh, it's it's all right. No, I'm good. But it makes me think back because then he's even sending. He, he said something to me uh, a few months ago. I asked him how school was. He goes, school is good. And all of a sudden, he just stopped. He goes, but I seen this bald-headed creature in the bathroom when I was in the bathroom. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, it was looking at me through the stall. I'm like, stop playing. And he's like, no, 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 I did. And then he stopped. And he goes, there, it goes right there. So I turn around because we in the house. I'm like, where? He goes, it just ran. So I'm like, Steven, you can't be playing like that. I'm like, you know what? You're not going to be watching Paranormal Call on camera no like, cause if you seen things like this, like, no, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, okay. I didn't really see it. Cause, cause he don't want to not watch paranormal corner camera. Right. Right. So it's just like, when it comes to him, like now it's like, it, it makes me a little nervous because I don't know what he's seeing. I don't know what's happening. You know, he's, he's, he's a really outgoing kid, like real, fun loving like he'll give you the shirt off his back if he if he could you know he's always tries to help even smaller kids he always like he's a real loving kid so i know his, his intention he means well like and like it, it just it, it like it, it just it just makes me nervous when when things like that happen but um but then now fast forward um my my fiance so our daughter was in her crib sleeping and uh, my fiance goes outside, uh, throws something in the garbage and our neighbor was outside and my neighbor started talking to her. So she was like, hold on one second. So she took my niece's phone, put it on the crib because we our, our, our baby camera, baby monitor, my youngest son, he broke it. Um, so she put my niece's phone on the side of the, the crib to watch her and she called the phone on FaceTime and had the phone and had her phone in her hand. So as she's outside talking, um, whatever, whatever she, um, she heard motion like movement in the house. So she like, so she thought it was the dog, but the dog was outside with her. So she like, what the, she looks at the phone she sees my my daughter now is up, but she's up and looking off to the right as if, I mean, not right, to the left. No, hold up. So she's sitting to the right. Yeah, to the right. She's looking off to the right as if she's looking at somebody, you know, like as if one of, like me or her was standing there. She's just looking up. And then all of a sudden my, my fiance says, says she saw a shadow as if a, somebody walked over and you could see like a shadow go over the blanket and then move away as if someone stepped forward to her and then backed up and walked away. But this isn't the first time that my, my fiance said that she, she felt a presence in the house that we live in now. Um, and it's not like a, a malicious presence because I, I feel like it's actually a helpful presence. Um, so now rewind. Um, one Sunday, we was watching Paranormal Court on camera, and my son passed out on the couch. So we wake him up. I'm like, Steven, go to bed. And he goes, okay. No, he goes, no, 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 I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. I'm watching. I'm like, no, go to bed. You got school tomorrow. It's already 930. Let's go. So I get him up, put him in his room. His brother's already asleep. So he goes in the room. He turns the TV on because he didn't want to be in the room in the dark. So I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. I sit back down on the couch. I want to say a minute later, 
my my youngest son's play remote control, which is literally at the bottom of the toy chest, goes off. Now, the songs and the things that it does is like, it'll say like, change the channel. Or go gather around with your friends to enjoy some TV shows, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it sounds like you and I have the same toys in our house. <laughs> so the toy literally said, change the channel, change the channel, change the channel. Mind you, no one's in the hallway. Both boys asleep. And my daughter, she's in a crib. She can't touch the toy. And it just kept, no, I'm lying. My daughter wasn't even around now. She was still in the womb. So my son's asleep. We don't have a dog at this moment. The toy just going up. Change the channel. Change the channel. So me and my fiance, we look at each other. We like, what the? So I get up. I go inspect the toy. That's what I'm saying. The toy was literally at the bottom of the toy chest. Nothing was on it. I get it. Turn it off. I go in my son's room now because now my, my antenna's on. When I go in his room, he's watching some murder documentary that's in Spanish. And the murderer that's mugshot is on TV look crazy. Like his eyes, like you ever look at somebody and they just look dead inside? Yeah, that's happened how yesterday. That, just happened yesterday. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's how that mugshot looked. So I just put two and two together. I'm like, what? Like, what's the eyes of the, the remote going off by itself saying change the channel of all the other functions that it does? And then he has that on TV. Like to me, that's 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 not a coincidence. That's just too ironic. So that's why I say it's not a like a a malicious presence. So because when I'm home by myself, I don't really feel the sense of being on edge but sometimes my little dog diggy he'll he will bark in the direction of like the front door or he'll bark in the direction of the kitchen and it won't be like a growl it'll just be like a roof because he he hears something that he don't doesn't expect because he knows that okay i'm in the room the boys in their room who the heck is out in the living room that type of thing um and then there's other situations where my fiance was sitting on the couch when everybody's in the couch and all of a sudden the attic door just starts lowering slowly, slowly, slowly. And then opens up. But mind you, granted the, the attic door is broke because the spring on it broke, but the way I have it wedged up, it shouldn't be coming down unless you're like really like banging around. It shouldn't be dropping down like that it, it, as if somebody's pulling on it slowly. And then um, uh, other things that's happened in the more recent, um, we was we were talking about um, we were talking about the whole situation at the house, and um, we go on the Shoprite, and then now it's just us, our family, and Shoprite in the international aisle, and it was two other people. I'll never forget was further down the aisle. This happened like. This happened. This had to happen like in September, October, August, or, or September. One of the two. I want to say early September. But well, we was walking down the international aisle, and three packets of noodles flew off the shelf. Like, like as if somebody was messing with them, and they just fell forward. But it was nobody in there, and it was like no way that, but from us walking down the aisle that it could be moving forward slowly. Like, you know, sometimes you, you leave something and it can lean forward slowly, slowly because the momentum and then all of a sudden it just falls. Yeah. But the way they fell, it wasn't like it was thrown, but it was just like, like picked and dropped off. And we just looked at each other and we was like, we looked down the aisle at the other people and they weren't even paying attention. And we just, we just walked out the aisle like casual. Like we didn't get frantic or anything. We just walked out the aisle. My son didn't even notice. Like he turned around after they hit the floor and he thought we was going to blame him. But it was just like, it was like, it was just like, that was crazy. That in my earlier, like my, as an adulthood, that's like, since I was a kid, seen something like move. So it was like, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's, and, and like I said, like, as far as like the presidents go, like I, 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 
I like if I like because I work at different people's homes. So like if I if I'm ever working at somebody's home, especially if certain homes are like nobody's home, or if I am in their house and I I I'll feel like a uh, like unease, but I know I got to go in the house. I'll do the same thing. I'll just uh pretty much put on my tough guy act and just pay no mind or whatever. Um. But this one house I went to, it was uh, it was up for sale. And this was like two weeks ago. It was up for sale, and normally when people have the for sale sign up, they you know they're still living in the house. This house is vacant, like nobody's in the house at all. And it's like, and the, the outside of the house looked like like it was haunted. Like I even called my cousin cause he's into the paranormal podcast. Like he actually put me onto your podcast. Um, shout out to your cousin. <laughs> so, uh, Apollo shout out to you. Uh, Hello. so, um, but, uh, yeah, I even called him like, yo, tell me this house don't look haunted. Like everything, like the, the house is empty. The curtains is like certain, certain curtains is closed completely. And other curtains is like kind of open. Other curtains is wide open. I couldn't look in that house. Like I look in it to be brave, like not to show no fear, but to like constantly look in the house. I couldn't do it. Like I just had to like go to the side of the house, work on the equipment, go to my truck, go to the side of the house, work on my equipment and just get up out of there. Cause it just like, it just looked like I was even like saying to him, like, there's no way like somebody would just like, sell their home and just like just dip this look like like some horror movie like they couldn't take it and they're like you know what? i'm done i'm out of here and just sell the house that's what it looked like so yeah as far as that goes um and then my other experience is uh when uh going to his wedding actually in 2018 after the wedding's over it was over around like 9 30 ish so we got back to the hotel around 10 o'clock he's like yo cuz just uh just stay just stay with um at the hotel get some sleep instead of just driving back to new york i'm in new jersey right now and i'm like i'm like nah he's like come on man just stay and then you know at least sleep until like four o'clock five o'clock in the morning and then you could be rested up and then you could take that that eight and a half nine hour ride I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll do that. Because I still can get back and then go to work the next day. So when we get back to the hotel around 10, 10, a little after 10, there's fire departments, police, and everything out there. Come to find out it was a bomb scare. Yep. Uh, and you can look it up in North Carolina. I forgot the the part. It might be Fairville, but one of those parts in North Carolina on, on November 11th, 2018, there was a pipe bomb scare. Which, which they actually found a pipe bomb in the hotel. Um, so I told him, I said, listen, by the time they get this all figured out, I'm already, it's already going to be like three o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to get no rest. I'm like, I'm just going to go to uh, Walmart, grab a couple energy drinks and just get on the road. I'll be all right. So that's what I did. Jump on the road. After listening to music for, I want to say like two hours or so, I got tired of it. Turn it off. Put the radio on. Didn't know what radio stations was out there, so I just hit scan. But when I hit scan, I accidentally hit AM. So the first radio station that popped on was these two gentlemen, and they was talking about aliens. And the one guy supposedly worked for the government, and he was telling them about intel, about aliens, and, you know, whatever, whatever. As he's talking, I happen to look up in the sky, because, you know, in North Carolina, certain sky, and certain nights, clear sky you can see the moon and the stars i see what looks like two shooting stars just zip past so i'm like hmm. i keep driving as they're still talking i want to say maybe got down the road maybe like a quarter of a mile or so this truck pulls off the ramp and gets on the highway with me but he has on the back of his trailer what looks to me like a spaceship now i thought it could be like a, uh, like a plane, but there was no wings. There wasn't even no wings on the side. It was just like, it, no, it, it looked like a rocket ship. It was silver. 
it looked like it was smooth. It was pointy. And then, like I said, it had a cabin where you will see someone sitting in it. Maybe it could fit like one or two people in there. But it had no wings. It just had like this weird looking uh, dorsal fin looking thing as a, the back wing. But it had no side wings. And if they had the wings off, it didn't, it didn't look like there was slots or parts to put the wings on there to attach it. You know, as I'm driving, I, I, I try to look. Oh, I'm looking over at it. But I don't want to like look over at the, the guy driving the truck. So I'm like behind him a little bit. And I snap pictures of it, but I can't even find it in my Dropbox. But I'm going to keep looking because I'm going to send them over to you once I find those. So I, I pull up. Now I get up to towards the side of the, the truck. So now I'm looking kind of I'm kind of looking over in the cabin at the, the guy driving it just to see. I can't even see the guy because he's like sitting far back where like the the door hinge is like blocking his face so only thing i can see is like a hat and like a little bit of his chest i can't really see a face and he's just like driving like and i don't even really see his hands because his hands are like down holding the steering wheel so like you can you can see like a hand there but that's all the hat a little bit of the chest and a little bit of of his left hand but i can't see nothing else so i just i just keep it moving I seen that just book, just peeled off because it's just literally me and him on the highway. And I'm listening to this radio station. Yeah. He pulled on the highway. It's like it's just too much going on. So I just I just sped off. That sounds like the opening of a bad movie, you know? Like <laughs> some dude driving home late at night, listening to some weird alien conversation. He looks over, he's like, Oh snap, it's right here with yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, hold up, like what like what's going on? But I never forget that. I even woke my fiance up and like, hey, babe, look at this. Look at this. She looked over, she like, Oh wow. And then just turns over and goes to sleep. <laughs> she she wasn't listening to what you were listening to, so she wasn't already in that that frame of mind. Yeah. Yet, you know? Cause she was pregnant at the time. She was pregnant with our second son. So she had other things she had brewing. Yeah, so she was. I, I let her rest. So, but after that, I listened to the radio station maybe for the next like forty five minutes because now I'm interested. Because now I'm like, what? Like, what else is going to happen? Now, now I'm intrigued. I don't want to. I don't want no 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 problems because I, you know, it was just me and my pregnant fiance. But now I'm just listening to it because that's what I'm into. So once I got to uh, up to a point where the, the radio signal kicked out. I just found like regular music and then that was it. But as far as that goes, um, that's it. Um, but, uh, another, another thing that has to do with like a craft, um, a few months ago, my fiance, she was driving our kids to their doctor's appointment. Now their doctor is in, uh, Jackson, New Jersey. So that's like near six flags. Um, so it was a lot of back roads. A lot of wooded back roads over there. So she's driving over there and she calls me. She goes, no, no, we're on the phone already. And she goes, whoa. I'm like, what? She's like, yo, babe, this is helicopter really, really low. I'm like, it's probably about to land. She's like, what? I'm like, what color is it? She's like, it's like black, but green. I'm like, yeah, it's probably about to lo- or land over there somewhere. I don't, I don't know. That's why it's low. She's like, but it shouldn't be this low. Like it's really, really low. Like it's only like maybe like 70, maybe like 80, 80 feet above these trees. Like it's really, really low. I'm like, all right, well, I don't, you know, just keep it moving. And she, she went up a little bit, made a left at the light, turned her head. She said the helicopter was gone. Like gone. And there was an opening. There's no, there's not that many trees. There's an opening. So the helicopter was over there. If it was landing, it it still takes some time to land. You would still hear it. It was. She said it was just gone. I'm like, what? what like, what do you mean? It's just gone. She's like, it's just gone. So I'm like, oh, are you sure? She, I'm, she's like, I'm 100 positive. Where, where it's was, gone. Where was this again? What part of Jersey? Uh, Jackson, New Jersey. Jackson. Okay. Um, I I've actually seen that too, where it like helicopters seem to just disappear. And it happened a lot last was this twenty twenty one yeah last year during the the whole COVID stuff uh, I was driving truck and we we had a lot of military helicopters flying around here uh, during the early stages of this whole lockdown stuff 
um, when everybody was when everybody was talking about the military moving tanks and all that stuff uh, last year around here, we had a lot of helicopter. I was seeing helicopters almost every day, military helicopters moving in groups. And a couple of times I, it, I would look and they were just gone. I'm driving a truck down a highway. I'm like, what the freak was that? <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, oh. so it, we're hearing that from you now. It's just like, now that that makes her like her statement more credible. Cause it's like, cause at the time, like how did a, a big old helicopter just disappear? Like it, it, it literally threw me for a loop, and I'm driving, and I'm at work, and I'm driving. I'm like, like I don't even, I, I don't even know what to make of it. But now that you're saying that, it's just like it makes you think, like what, what, what is really going on? Like where, where are they going? I think we have, I think we have technology that we just don't understand as civilians, but they have. I, I think uh, we, we've, we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, I forget what episode. It was probably in hundreds, like one hundred something, uh, but. I think helicopter. I think the military has helicopters that can do things that traditional helicopters don't do. Uh, I do think that there is cloaking capabilities, but I also do believe that there is more of even stranger stuff when it comes to paranormal and technology combining when it comes to opening portals. Because I have heard of helicopters flying through portals, people w- witnessing helicopters flying into portals, and uh, why I don't know how I don't know, but it seems like our military has technology and uses it with in tandem with what we would want to call the paranormal. I don't know. I don't know where the portal's going. I don't know what's on the other side. Is it another world or is it just teleporting to another place in this country or in the world? I don't know, but I have heard of that. And so it's, it went, and that's why it stuck out to me when I saw it. Cause I was like, where the freak did that go? And then you think about the things you hear and you're like, Oh man, is that, is that what you saw? I don't know. <laughs> It, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I believe in all that. I, I Like, I listen to your podcast, like, the the one gentleman who said that they had this technology back in the 60s or 70s, I believe he said. I, I, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if I had multiple people, but I know when I was doing a delivery once, I was delivering to a casket shop, and this guy owned the casket shop, and he used to be an engineer in the military back in the 60s, and he said the technology we have today is what they were developing back then. That's that's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me that. So, I mean, if you think of it that way, uh, there there's a lot of possibility of our military having technology today that is fifty, sixty years away from us having any concept of it being even in existence. And um, and if we did see it today, would we look at it as a paranormal thing over just advanced technology? Would we would we see something and say, "Oh my God, that was paranormal"? When in reality, it was just advanced technology. Uh, and that's the way I feel about the whole quantum physics stuff. Uh, when uh, people talk about, like for instance, um, Randonautica app, and there's hot debate over it whether you know it's paranormal or if it's scientific. Uh, but they use a quantum level computer in Australia that generates numbers uh, to give people a truly quantum level of a random location to go visit and people uh there are people who believe that it's it's paranormal it's it's evil it's on the on the level of a ouija board and i don't know like for me i i can see the argument for that but i can also see the argument of it's just it's technology that that we're not it's science that we don't know we don't understand yet like the people who are studying quantum physics don't totally understand it yet so if if the people who are studying it don't totally understand it yet, then people like us, we could look at something like that and be like, oh, that, that seems really paranormal. But maybe, yeah. it's just, maybe it's just a science we don't understand yet. I mean, if you think about back to, um, like, if you think about, take if, you, if we took you right now, you, you mentioned about the iPhone, so I'm assuming you have an iPhone. The clarity of your video is amazing, so I'm assuming it's an iPhone. Uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, um, say we take you in a time machine back to 1750. Okay, back to 1750 right now in your clothes with your iPhone, bro. By the end of the day, you are hung for being a witch straight up Yep. because there's no way to fathom what you're able to do with your that iPhone. You know what I mean? Just ha- just the mere existence of it in the palm of your hand would would get you labeled as a witch. 
not to mention all the things you understand that they didn't understand back then, that your intellect is so far advanced than theirs from back then. They'd be like, how could you possibly know that? You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, it, That's crazy that you say that because then it, it goes back to, to what we talked about earlier. It's just like people are afraid of change and, and, and they, if they can't grasp it or understand it. They just, they try to deem it as crazy or they try to deem it as a uh, paranormal and they just try to cast it away or cast you away. So like you said, like with this technology, if the technology was brought upon most of us, I feel like a large majority of us would be like, Oh, this, you know, this is, you know, like, like religion. Oh, this is the devil. Or this is, this is, this is crazy. Like that's not what we're looking at. Or, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't try to really try to grasp and understand. Like you said, like this is advanced technology. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you could say this is advanced technology and they'd be like, we can't fathom that, you know, cause our technology is a horse and buggy, like straight up. Yep. I mean, you know, like, like we can't fathom indoor plumbing. We can't fathom, uh, uh, refrigerators that you can keep your meat in year round. Are you kidding me? This is, witchcraft. <laughs> this is witchcraft. You know what I mean? And so like indoor electricity, what, you know, like it, it, it all that. And so, um, when it comes to like quantum computers and things like that, like I, I do think that there is an argument made on the other side of it where it's like, it's just such advanced technology that we, we, we we're having a hard time put wrapping our minds around it. And if, and because like Randonautica is utilizing a, a, a new understanding of physics with quantum physics, I can see how people would say that it's evil it's it's but like maybe it's not maybe it is just science that we don't totally grasp and understand but 20 30 years from now we'll have more handle of it and our kids will like like giggle at the idea that we thought it was bad you know what i mean yeah. so i don't know <laughs> or maybe 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 it is bad maybe it's the the further we get into advanced sciences the closer we get to uh alchemy witchcraft the paranormal and they start merging and maybe it is bad i don't know you know, but, yeah. you know, as as the host of the show, my job is to explore thought and conversation with people from all walks of life. So um, anybody who, you know, doesn't like that, I, I would I would highly suggest they just tune into a different show because uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just I'm not the guy that's going to pick people that I, I just want to talk to. I talk to anybody who wants to talk to me and it doesn't mean I have to agree with them. So uh, yep. that's the way I look at it. Listen, man. It's been fun talking to you. It's been fun hearing these stories, and uh, you are in your work truck, and I appreciate you taking the time <laughs> to talk to me. Nah, there's no problem. I, I appreciate you giving me this time to talk, and I really appreciate this conversation that we had. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it. That's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. Share the show. Guys, listen, I really appreciate you guys tuning in on a weekly basis to listen to shows, whether you're a member or just a public listener. We at the Merkle Tribe really do appreciate you. We thank you very much for tuning in on a weekly basis. I want to just let you guys know that because recently I've been in an emotional bag and I'm just being very grateful where God has taken me and my family over the last five years. And it's a lot because of you guys listening, tuning in, being loyal listeners. And we just want to say thank you very much. So until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. See